Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Montgomery County Educational Service Center podcast. Certainly appreciate you joining us and listening in. My name is Guy Fogel. I'm the Public Relations and Communications Coordinator for the MCESC. And joining me today, she's a neighbor across the hall from my office, Heather Kale. And Heather, what's your exact title here? I'm an instructional supervisor. An instructional supervisor. Um, we're going to talk PACS today, so how, are, how do you tie in with PACS? I coordinate the PACS program across the PACS expansion, across all of our schools that have joined us for the implementation of PACS. Okay, so let's walk through um, our listeners. First of all, define PACS. What is it? PACS is short for PACS, the good behavior game, and PACS is a Latin word meaning peace, productivity, health, and happiness. So we are implementing PACS in the classrooms as a social-emotional learning framework that is trauma-informed to uh, be a universal prevention uh, technique that we can place in schools. Is it a, um, one of the branches of social-emotional learning? Or, I mean, is there a tie-in uh, it, with it's, that? It supports social-emotional learning because okay. children are learning to self-regulate. So the purpose of PACS is for teachers to implement methods that not only teach students self-regulation, but allow the children to practice those skills. Heather, I was I was paddled when I was in school, so I'm assuming this is a newer this, <laughs> this is, is a, a newer new and improved version of social emotional learning. Yeah. Oh, if only they'd have had packs back in the day, <laughs> things would have been turned out better for me, right? So, um, right now, how, how many schools? Let's say in the area, we are in 13 schools in our county. Okay, 10 districts. Yeah, and for folks that don't know, we service 16 school districts in Montgomery County. So we have nearly all of them. We have 13 mm -hmm. that PAX is involved in. In 13 of the schools. 13 of the schools. This year. Yeah. Next year, we're going to hopefully expand even more. But right nice. now, we have 206 general education classrooms and all of the staff that support those classrooms trained. And we are working with 3,840 students this year. Is there a grade uh, level specification for this, or does this cover the whole spectrum? We are working with preschool through fifth grade classrooms. Okay. So. And and it's a it's an actual curriculum, right? No, it's a framework. There there are ten kernels and cues that are used, but it's not a curriculum um, that is actually teaching um, overt social emotional techniques. I it's, gotcha. it's more yeah. of a um, classroom management framework for uh, working with students and promoting students own peace and productivity and and giving them a voice in their own regulation of their bodies and minds. Why is PACS important? It's important because it's one of the leading prevention methods that we can use in schools for all students to help impact our addiction crisis in our communities. Wow, and that's such a big thing right mm -hmm. now. And, and that's why we started here in Montgomery County. Our local Montgomery County Alcohol, Drug Addiction, Mental Health Services right. Board has provided us with all of the funding that we need to do this in our schools. It's not costing our schools a penny. So it's, it's, it's like that the fight against the opioid epidemic that we have. Mm -hmm. It's it's now we're trying to fight it in the schools. And, it and is, this but is, the great thing about self-regulation is it impacts things um, besides just the opioid epidemic. So the research on PACS shows that it improves graduation rates. Um, it also improves um, the suicide rate, which is another issue that we're another really dealing issue. with in our county. Right, we've had a couple oh, of those yeah. in, the, in the Miami Valley it, here recently. Have. And so this 
um, method helps students to combat those those things as well. Heather, to, to, to kind of give the listeners a, a, a look, if you will, into what, what, would, what would a classroom look like if I walked in, the difference between classroom A that has no packs and classroom B that has packs. Can you kind of distinguish the two? The biggest, the biggest thing you will notice is a reduction in off-task behaviors. That's the data that we use to determine whether or not we're being successful. And we have two professors at Wright State that analyze the data that we collect. Um, we collect data three times a year. So what you will see in a classroom is a much calmer, peaceful classroom where students are on task, um, and the kinds of off-task behaviors that we may see but not always address as teachers. So the child who might be um, fiddling under the desk or doing something that, that diverts his own attention but not another student's attention. So uh, it really increases the time on task within the classroom for learning. And, and an educator, a teacher, would have to go through significant training to utilize this program, it's, right? It's, it's very simple training. It's one day of training. Um, the grant provides the training, the supplies that are needed, which are minimal, they're, they're not consumable, so it's something that can be used year after year. And then we provide what we call partners out in the schools who are there to help the teachers with implementation. So they model the framework, they observe the teacher and provide feedback to the teacher. We have seven um, employees currently out in our schools supporting those teachers who've been through the training. It's it's also kind of a mindset change for some educators because it, I, I'm a former teacher and I know how I ran my classroom yes. and it would be a whole turnaround for it, me to utilize back. It definitely changes the paradigm of the teacher to a more restorative practice. So we really focus on this idea that um, a child can make a mistake with behavior just as they make a mistake when they're learning to read. So we try to gear the teachers away from the thinking that every infraction must have a punishment. And of course, we aren't taking any of that away. There are certain behaviors that, of course, mm -hmm. there are consequences for. But we've almost gotten into the habit of constantly flipping a card or moving a clip for every right. minor infraction. And mm -hmm. in real life adulthood, we make plenty of mistakes that we aren't accountable to, um, that we just improve tomorrow. Right, on. you get better. You know, make a mistake in your job, you do better tomorrow. So right. the, the purpose of changing that paradigm of the teacher is to teach behavioral skills rather than just punish for behavioral infractions. As we as we wind down this discussion, I have a feeling you and I are going to connect several times to talk about this concept because I, I know there it, it, this thing goes deep. Uh, there are a lot of layers to it, but what is the because again we we could almost call this an infancy uh, type program, right? So what, what what's the intended outcome? Here in Montgomery County for PACS. In Montgomery County, we would be just so excited if we could get into every school within our county and make sure that all children experience this. The research on PACS shows that students who just experience one year of a PACS classroom, if we were to take 2,500 children and just one year of a PACS classroom, by the time they leave high school, we would have reduced um, alcohol addiction by 89 students. We would have reduced young women from contemplating suicide by 121 people. Um, 164 fewer young men would attempt suicide. And this is all based on research that was done by the Paxis Institute. It's very stat-driven. It, it is. Yeah, and I, you know, you, you the, the follow-up question to that, from my standpoint, would be what would be the drawback? Why would 
someone hesitate having this implemented into their school? The, the biggest hesitation is that we as teachers are used to managing our classrooms and we manage the students' behavior. So the paradigm shift for teachers is that we are training children up to manage their own behavior. And that's a huge change from those of us who went through elementary education and believed in all of the behaviorist mm -hmm. techniques that we yeah. were taught in psychology. So it's really looking at brain-based research and what we've learned about the brain in the last 10 years and changing the way we are training children to right. be adult citizens um, in a similar way to the way we train them to read or do math. Yeah, and, and I don't think folks connect all those things. Right. I, don't, I don't feel that they, they make that connection. So um, I appreciate you taking time. It, 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 uh, shed, you shed a lot of light on PACS and, and what it is and, and the concept itself. Anything you want to add as we wind up this podcast? Just that overall, our data in Montgomery County looks excellent. We are showing a reduction in off-task behaviors just in these first two years that just match up with the research from Harvard University and Paxis Institute. So the evidence to me is that it works right here in the county because we see it in real life in our classrooms. Yes. And those teachers who are using it with fidelity love it. And the data's there. Yeah. The data's there. Yeah. Heather, again, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We'll connect, I'm sure, down the road. Folks, thanks for listening to the podcast. We certainly appreciate it. Please, if you get a chance, check out our website, mcesc.org, and also our Facebook page, mcesc, and uh, you'll be able to get more information. Again, thanks for listening. See you next time.